This is Deserter. Welcome to the podcast that asks, in all seriousness, what the actual fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, I mean, do you think it's just going to go on and on forever? I mean, yeah, really, for God's sake, make the effort to do less shit and take the time to actually experience your existence, to engage with it, to explore its possibilities. Tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. Or maybe the day after tomorrow. Yeah, true, yeah. Tomorrow is the day before the rest of your life. There's no need to rush into things. No. Pint? I don't mind if I do. This episode, Beaujolais Nouveau, looking for London and what it's like to be banged up. Plus our main topic, how to survive work. Yeah, although that probably isn't the big news, is it? No, uh, you mean the driverless cars, is it? No, I was thinking more about the appearance of a certain... Oh, yes, of course. Yes. We've got her. Yes. In the house. We've got her. Live and exclusive. Heather from Marketing. Finally. And she'll be telling us about some upcoming... What? Marketing stuff, is it? It is about marketing stuff, yeah. So sit back, get out the hip flask and join us here in the sheaf in Borough for another interminable hour of chat, which Matt, our producer, will try to make as short as possible in the edit. <laughs> Do us all a favour. I'm Dulwich Raider. And I'm Dirty South. So, uh, Raider, you're looking quite smart today. Uh, is it a court appearance? or J- Job interview. What? What? <laughs> For what? For why? Uh, it's an idea I've had for a future podcast item and a piece for um, Deserter. How quickly can a man get fired? <laughs> I think you'll be good at that. I think it'd be a great article, but first of all, I've got to actually uh, go against everything we stand for and succeed at a job interview. OK, you might not be so good at that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, more on that anon. OK, great. What have we been up to? Can anyone remember? I certainly can't remember because I have, I've had my brain wiped oh. by an entire barrel of red wine. I know, I know. Yes, I was there. Uh, I can remember that much. We had, of course, Beaujolais Nouveau Day. Oh, Beaujolais Nouveau Day. Um, you, you may not all be familiar with Beaujolais Nouveau Day mm. because it was something True. that was big in the 80s. That's right, yes. And that's probably why I'm so fond of it because I was born in the 80s, wasn't I? So, uh, <laughs> I did wish. Yeah, um, yeah but it's... Uh, it's the uh, first chance of the new uh, harvest, isn't it? Yeah. From uh, the Gamay grape, from Beaujolais, is brought to London, indeed all around the world. It used to be a sort of raced out of... It was a race, yes. It'd be a big celebration yeah. for the winner, probably with wine as a prize, I should imagine. Yeah. It's not so much a race now, is it? But it's no. still celebrated... It felt like it, drinking it with some of those people we were out with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still a big thing in, in uh, France, of course. Uh, yeah. A big celebration. Yeah. Well, it was big enough uh, in London, wasn't it? We, went, we started at Gordon's, and there were lots of, the, lots of people dressed as French people, weren't they? That's right. Unless they were French people. Yeah, I don't think they were. I don't think French people actually wear garlic, garlic necklaces, <laughs> necklaces and berets and Breton no. stripy tops. Um, so we were there for breakfast. Um, yeah, there's, from 8am they'll do you yeah. a breakfast of bacon, sausage, hash browns and kedgeree with a large glass of Beaujolais. Oh, that's fantastic. I think maybe it's just worth saying that we did try to find a place in South London, didn't we? Yeah, that's as close as we could get, wasn't yeah, it? You can um, see South London from it. Yeah, but really, a little bit disappointing of South London wine emporia that yeah. they can't serve a man Beaujolais breakfast at 8am. We need to get our act together. We do. But Gordon's was fabulous, and um, 
we joined a small coterie of like-minded drunk guards. Yes. And then uh, pushed yeah. on to other sort of venues that were off- also offering wine. Yes, we did. Yeah, we went to Le Beaujolais, uh, which is a classic fr- uh, French wine bar. Yeah, yeah. In sort of Covent Garden, Soho. And then we, we, we had a couple of pints after that in uh, Shutters, and, uh, and then we, we put a bit of an English twist on the day mm-hmm. by watching uh, Billericay Town versus Leatherhead in <laughs> an right. FA Cup replay in a oh, pub in uh, Soho. It's all coming back to me. Some, some of us got very excited. The d- d- yeah. Dunk was up and down, wasn't oh, he? Um, one, um, of, one of the dunks? They were really up for it, and oh, mind you, we had been, we'd been on it all day, and there was some other, another table that was jumping up and down, but I think they were taking the piss out of us, weren't they? <laughs> But we didn't care because we'd had an entire barrel of red wine. Yes, yes. And a little dab here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course, it wasn't the only place that was celebrating it. We, we no. found when, when I looked on Twitter to see who else was celebrating yeah, it, yeah. Um, that uh, it was huge in South Wales. Mm. It it's was like bizarre, the biggest day of the social calendar in Swansea. Yes. Uh, Cardiff, Glenethley, they're all at it. Uh, I don't know quite why. I did ask my Cardiff correspondent, and he said he, you know, he thought it's just an excuse, really, for a, for a binge, really. Well, I mean, uh, there is yeah. that. I suspect London, isn't much. it? It's, yes, it's, it's an excuse for a morning knees up. Isn't yes, it? um, it's not a religious thing for me. No, and I just wish we knew more about why it's so big in Swansea. But what I can say is that this time next year we will, because we're going to go there next. We'll year. have to after reading some of the tweets. Um, Ramsey Wannabe uh, tweeted Beaujolais Day when all call centre pricks in Primark suits and wannabe wags come out of hibernation and know jack shit about wine (laughs) Is that that why you called my suit a Primark? It's a bit hurtful Yes, yes uh, Sam Keith one said, uh, people in no, with no money dress up smart and drink wine on a Thursday. I'll have a bit of that. Come on. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah, that's well the in. spirit. <laughs> and uh, at Spotted SA1, that's the uh, Swansea postcode, nothing to do with SAs. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, just walked the length of Wind Street, saw two spews, one arrest, three quarrels, and 149 shades of false tan. Hashtag Beaujolais Day. <laughs> and that was at once on 9.30. Yeah, Swansea, here we come. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a quieter note, thank mm-hmm. God, I uh, went down to Croydon uh, last week to Ludogvist. It's a new board game cafe. You know Smithers? My friend Smithers. I do, yes. It's it, run by his brother, Nick. Mm. Nick Smithers. Mm. Um, and his wife. And it's a board game did I say board game? Or you said board it... game cafe. Yes. Yeah. I thought for a moment there I said board game. When you say cafe, I mean, does it have booze? It has booze. Okay. It has right. food. It has very good coffee and thousands of board games and card games. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, Sounds it's good. a wonderful place to So like a library of board games. A library of board games that you choose from, yeah. Right. We played, I made a note of the ones we played. We played Odin's Ravens, Forbidden Island, Camel Cup, and Juicebox Citrus IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yes, that, that last one is by Four Pure. We were drinking that while we were playing it. I yeah. see. So but, you have to make, do you have to make sure you go with either two or four friends? No, you don't, because yeah. um, the staff will join you to make up... If you sit down to play a game of Totopoli on your own, as I did most of my youth... Yes, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, they'll come and join you. 
How fantastic. Actually, that's where I should get a job, isn't it? Now I come to think about it. They're being yeah. paid to sit around playing Totopoly, yeah. drinking ale. Yeah, you could do that. The only problem is I would need to win. You would need to win, yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be very no, popular, would it? No, yeah. I'd be fired. Mm. Maybe that's where I'll well, do, yeah, yeah. do, do my work training. Save me shitting on someone's desk. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, talking of uh, 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 you know, too much alcohol intake, I have also, just, just to give a quick health update, <laughs> they're becoming quite frequent, aren't they? Yes, they are. And as our health fails... We have um, some we... people actually quite interested in your health. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been um, counting my alcoholic units for the last two or three weeks. Exciting. So. Yeah, it all started when I went to the doctor, you may remember. I went mm-hmm. to the doctor and uh, as, as I was handing his form to the consultant, I noticed um, he'd written on it, excessive drinking. How rude. Yeah, that's utterly rude. I, I told him I have 45 units a week. He's asked me how many hmm. units I have a week. I totted it up. It's about, about like two and a half bottles of wine and a couple of nights out on the ale. And I yeah. thought, that's about 45. Yeah. So, but I saw this excessive drinking on the form. I thought, well, maybe I've over-egged the pudding here. Maybe I'm sort of, I don't have that much. I'll count yeah. how many I, I actually guess. do have. Yeah, I was yeah. guessing. Mm. Count how much I actually do have for a couple mm. of weeks and see what the total is. Mm-hmm. First week, 46. Oh. Second week, 48. Ooh. And then last week, Beaujolais week, I did 45 in two days. Oh, we're consistent at least. <laughs> A consistent excessive drinker. Which is, which is, so yeah, maybe I am just an excessive drinker. Um, but uh, you, were you asked to, me to. You were going to tally yours up because just so yes. I've got something to compare it with. What did you. Um, yes. Um, what well, were your results? Well, yes, I, I found that I had uh, 85. 25? 85. 85? <laughs> In yeah. one week? In one week, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise to me, actually. It's a surprise I'm... to see you here. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I took a day. I t- always take a day off a week to give yeah. you know to reward my liver for, for yeah. its years of hard work. Yeah, um, heavy duty. I, well, there were two. There were there were two heavy days. I think. Yeah. Uh, there was Beaujolais Nouveau, which was you know oh. twenty five plus, <laughs> and there was another day when a neighbour came round who was very determined to share mm. this bottle of premium Polish vodka with me, Ooh, um, which was delicious. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't that there were so many units in it. It's mm. just that it got me so over stimulated I had to go out to a few pubs to calm down <laughs> yes now I mean that's probably why you don't want to be overstimulated at home no well, after what happened last time <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many units uh, a male is supposed to have a week is it 40 it's not 40 it's 14 oh I heard it wrong you, you misheard that <laughs> yes an easy mistake to make yeah uh, especially if English wasn't their first language perhaps <laughs> um Yes, no, it's 14, so uh, that equates to about one pint a day, or as we like to call it... Abstinence. <laughs> um, if you are worried about your uh, drinking and would like to do something about it, I don't know if you've no? seen these adverts from the University of Exeter. It, it, it first appeared on Twitter about a month ago, now they're doing the rounds on Facebook. This is absolutely genuine. A research project from the University of Exeter asks, are you worried about your drinking? If so, sign up for our free trial called CARE. That's K-A-R-E. What is CARE, you may be asking yourself. Well, they go on to say that CARE is a new and innovative multidisciplinary project that stands for Ketamine for Reduction of Alcoholic Relapse. (laughs) This is absolutely genuinely true. They can't spell. Are they on drugs? No, they can't spell because 
That would spell Karar, and this is care. Anyway, it goes on. This clinical trial explores the combined use of psychological therapy and a low dose of ketamine as a possible treatment for alcoholism. The project will be running in southwest of England as well as London. So see you there, uh, where you will be given a little bit of booze, a little bit of ketamine, and loads of chat. It's a bit like a Friday night out, isn't it? Yeah, sounds great. It stands to reason, doesn't it? I mean, if you've had a dose of ket... You, yeah. The last thing you need is to have to swim through the carpet to, to get a pint of lager. <laughs> I mean, you'd be fascinated by the bubbles in some Coke for an hour, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, was that acid? I can never remember. Did you see that Scotland's, uh, talking about units, they've announced that there's going to be a minimum price for an alcoholic unit north I did. of the border? Yes. Good news for pubs. And, uh, it, Good news for pubs? How so? Well, it means that you know, all the guys that uh, normally would have tenant super for uh, breakfast mm. will they'd be popping into the pub for a small sherry instead. I see. So, I mean, the, 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 yeah, the, the minimum price will make it more expensive in supermarkets. And yes. So the same price in well, pubs. Yeah, you might so as well. So that's a good positive to take out of it as well. Mm. I mean, there is another positive, isn't it? Because we were thinking of the um, deserter Berrigan-Tweed low-unit alcohol emporium. Absolutely, yeah. We? Well, just over the border, we're going to open a massive warehouse boozer mm-hmm. and sell units of alcohol for, what, 40p? Yeah, we'll yeah. be millionaires. Absolutely. 40p. Come down, uh, our Scottish deserted brethren. We'll see you in Berwick on Tweed. Mm-hmm. They should be opening that sometime in the new year. <laughs> now, while we're talking about health, if we are still talking about health, uh, could I ask you a medical question? I mean, Go on, yeah. I mean, I know you, you hang out with these uh, medical professionals. Yeah, I've almost become a doctor. Is pretty, that what you're you know, the closest yeah. thing I know quite to. Quite frequently, they hang out with him as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so a quick question, perhaps you can um, clear this up for me. Mm. Is it normal mm. for one testicle to hang lower than the other two? It <laughs> <laughs> was a mouthful. <laughs> In a word, yes. <laughs> Let's okay. hope so. I'm relieved. <laughs> Could you now remove them from the table? <laughs> <laughs> Now then, moving on to a piece I wrote for uh, this website we have called Deserter. Oh, yeah. It was called Walking to London. It was based on... Uh, do, you, do you have a, any signs that annoy you? All signs annoy me. <laughs> the pub closed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially. Do not throw stones at this notice. Um, <laughs> I've got a sign near me that annoys me. It reads, London for... The nerve. What are they on about? Yeah. I'm in London. Yeah, I live in London. So me and uh, Half-Life had a little... Um, we decided to have a walk from this signpost for four miles to see what happened. He already knew what would happen. He, we, we would end up at Charing Cross. Of course. Charing Cross, it turns out, is the centre of London, or at least the point from which all London measurements are measured. All London distances are measured to and from. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to have a sip of this, see how I go on. Yeah, so as well as being a great big fuck-off city, London is also a point, that's what I'm saying. And mm. that point is marked by a plaque mm. at Charing Cross, just south of Trafalgar Square. Right. By a massive statue of Charles I, who mm. had his head lopped off nearby. Oh, like Whitehall, it. yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what the four is about. I still don't... It doesn't explain why it said London for and not Charing Cross for. Really? I mean, what does it mean to anybody 
who you know this is in on Red Post Hill by the way, yeah. uh, sort of a, a hill with three names, isn't it? Red Post Hill, Denmark Hill, and Herne yeah. Hill. Well, yeah, everyone there, they're in London. You have to speak to the sign people, Radio. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, you can read about our um, our fun-packed journey and some uh, lightly worn history, historical learning. Yes, indeed. You, you had a little trip out as well, didn't you? Yes, I did um, a, an arts trail of uh, yeah. galleries from uh, you and Lee, Half-Life. me and Half-Life. From, the arts holes. <laughs> uh, yeah, from uh, Lee Green to Deptford, where there are a great many galleries. And, yeah. uh, and, and next, to one, next to all the galleries, there's a, there's a place to have a pint, it seems to me. Um, Just as it should be. Uh, yeah, and since then, another one, well, it's about to open up. Deptford Does Art is about to open on uh, Deptford High Street. Yeah. And uh, the reason I mention it is because uh, they say uh, early comers can have some Prosecco and uh, have a go on the buffet. Oh, that's what I call art. Yeah. That is art. Actually, that reminds me because um, Bale's got in touch. You know, was it last time we did a sort of How to Live Like a King on mm. Fuck All? Mm. He uh, suggested we might have missed a classic, which he avails himself of whenever he's in town. Yes. Uh, the Private View. Of course. He's a good spot. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, so Bales will go four nights a week, get a, some finger nibbles, yeah. and, uh, free Prosecco, and look at some uh, iffy art. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is sign yourself up via some art websites, or call yourself a photographer. Yeah, or just say I'm Simon from Google. Yes, like that was superb. <laughs> Simon from Google, remember that one, yeah. Um, and finally, what we've been up to, I did tell the story of my time in jail. Yes, uh, it's very moving. It is quite moving. It's not not safe for work. Um, <laughs> it's not often we do. It's a modern equivalent of happy isn't it? It is. It, it is. <laughs> yes. It's not often we do sort of real uh, heart wrenching experiential journalism and um, this wasn't it either <laughs> um, yeah I it was recounted a time well you were there weren't you, you recounted I was there early on yes yeah. early on you were right yeah you well, went out yeah. you ran off uh, I ran well, off before the Rosses got involved yeah um, yeah we were down we were downstairs in shutters again and uh I was escorting two Swedish girls we'd acquired um, <laughs> on our night out. Not acquired, you know, we'd, we'd met. We'd met, that's the word, that's the word. And I was escorting them out to get a cab and um, a car, which was waiting outside, started reversing as we crossed the road, brushed past me and then mm. over the foot of one of these Swedish girls. I swung my foot at the car, shouting at the top of my voice, mind the fucking Swedish girls, as, as you would, wouldn't you? Anyone yeah, would, yeah. yeah. And then I had that sinking feeling you get when you kick a car and all the doors open at the same time and men get out. That's uh, scary, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was unceremoniously bundled to the ground, assaulted, mm. and um, one of them shouted, police! Oh. Yes. It was a Sweeney, and they hadn't had any dinner. Mm. Uh, so one of the Swedish girls went in to alert you lot. I don't know if you came out. I think you ran out the back entrance. But uh, <laughs> Spider certainly came out, and I could see him. I had my face on the pavement, but I could see his reaction when he came out. He grinned like a loon. Oh, I bet he loved it. He bloody loved it. Anyway, I was cuffed, bundled into the back of the car, driven off to uh, I know not where. Mm. Uh, got to the station, I was fingerprinted, photographed, I was told I was drunk by a doctor dressed as a policeman, given a blanket and shown to my room, which was basically... It's, it's kind of like a Midnight bed. Express. Yeah, 
It was a, a plastic bed uh, in a room with a lidless toilet. Um, but that's when things started looking up for me. I, yeah. I, had a, I had a lovely piss and a lovely lie down. Mm. And it was no phone, no TV, no distractions. Mm. It's, I was suddenly, I was in the moment, you know. <laughs> it was a time of reflection and contemplation. Mm. And you know what? It turned out I was a little bit pissed because I fell asleep. All right. And you weren't in a room with a sort of burly goat bother. No, 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 I wasn't. I was, had a lovely, I was on my own. I had a lovely, blessed relaxation. And then... Did they turn the lights out? No, it was all, the lights were on uh, until uh, there was a little knock on, the, on my spy hatch. Ooh. It slid back. A duty sergeant was there, waving a little bag of what looked like weed. Oh, that's not nice Yeah, I was like, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, your mate's just been with you, in with your coat, and we found your drugs in the pocket. My own mate had dogged me in. He slammed the little spy hat shut and left me to think about that. I went off to sleep again. I thought it was best. <laughs> anyway, the story about what happened... Next is, uh, yeah, my time in prison is um, up on deserted.co.uk. Yeah. Well, I know Osman feels terrible because he was the one who it, brought your jacket. It was Ivan Osman, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, let's name check him. I, yeah. I was going to spare his blushes, but... Yeah, uh, I, I mean, he felt worse once he, he rang your wife to say, A, you've been arrested. Yeah. Well, that's right. B, yeah. um, he'd taken your drugs yes. to the police station. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and he, he explained the tale, and she was very understanding about it at that point. Mm. And uh, then she said, "Well, what the hell was he doing at two o'clock in the morning? At, you know, on the Charing Cross Road?" And and he said, "Well, he was just seeing off the Swedish girls." Oh, oh. Yeah. No, no, that's not good. I mean, really, he didn't cover himself in any glory that night, did he? No, no. And he loves to think of himself as being quite street. I know. He's yeah. he's still mortified by yeah, that story. Yeah, that's why I love telling it, mainly. <laughs> Um, well, is it time to move on to our main topic? Let's. Uh, our main topic is uh, work and how to make it bearable. How to survive work. That was it. I knew it was something like that, yeah. Um, just as a quick reminder, our position on work is that it's essentially a tool of subjugation. It is. It we are repressed by it. Yeah. It, uh, but it's a necessary evil. I think it is, yeah. It, for many of us, it's, it's, it's a required evil. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Uh, so what we're just going to run through is how it can be made bearable. How yeah. to survive it. Mm-hmm. How to make yourself look good, in my case, yes. anyway. We uh, have different strategies. We do have slightly different strategies. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about making yourself look better than you are and getting over-promoted yeah. and being paid far too much. Yeah. Whereas yours, is, your approach is more to d- disappear from you, yes. isn't it? Quite literally. Yes, in many being cases. visible, yes. Yeah. Um, so sort of how to make it bearable uh, and I suppose in a sense how to amuse yourself. A little mm-hmm. bit. There's a little bit of element of that, isn't there? Mm. Um, so, a lot of these gambits will be known to the accomplished deserter, I would imagine. Some around the office, for example, one should never be seen not carrying something. You know, a printout, a yes. folder, a file. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It may contain your fantasy football team or the paper to read in the labs, but mm. you've got to be seen carrying something. Because if you're not carrying something, what are you doing? Yeah, nothing. What about a big spliff? Can you carry that? No, 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 that's that's what I'll be doing at my uh, work next month. Stick that behind your ear. (laughs) I used to work in digital, so I'd wear several thumb drives around my neck, so so I'd actually make a clinking noise as I walked along. And everyone knew I was carrying knowledge. 
Um, if you are walking, walk fast. Of course, you're Don't a busy person. Don't wander around. Yeah. You know, you're not in an art gallery. You're very busy. Mm. And walk, walk, not only walk fast, but maybe mouth numbers to yourself. In mm. fact, count numbers on your hand. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to ask you questions when yeah. you go past their desk. Even only if it's r- just your steps to the lab. Yes, exactly. One, two, three, four, fifty-eight, and relax. <laughs> Um, I think when it comes to one's desk the two desk idea is quite well known isn't it if you can possibly get another desk maybe one up in sales and one down with editorial Mm -hmm. brilliant leave a jacket on the chair at both Mm -hmm. Uh, let it be known that you go to your other desk when you really want to be working hard Mm -hmm. so when you're not at your desk people won't bother you they think he's 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 working hard I think that's well known but another one I came up with when I had a boss who um, Loved everybody to show they're working hard, but also loved a tidy desk. Oh, he sounds oh, awful. God, he was a tyrant. Well, he just wanted it all, really. So I just had loads of files in a, in a deep drawer that every morning I'd get out and spread all over the desk mm-hmm. and leave there unmolested the entire working day uh, until uh, six o'clock when I'd tidy them all up, put them back in the drawer. Bisto. Brilliant. Bisto. <laughs> Do you mean bingo? I mean bingo. <laughs> it's the tidy desk. Is this headcut head stronger than usual? <laughs> Headphones was another one. Uh, not sure we've discussed this, but I used to also say when I had my headphones on is when mm. I'm doing some really important work I cannot be disturbed it's like a signifier but do right. not disturb basically mm. Mm. they didn't need to know what I was listening to no <laughs> I mean it could be a great way to listen to this very podcast mm. but just let it be known that when you've got headphones on you're doing some work all you, all you do is find a sort of spreadsheet on the internet and start entering random numbers into it while yeah. you listen to us witter on yeah yeah don't laugh obviously so listen to us <laughs> <laughs> lunch hour um Lunch hour was very important to me when I was working, too important almost to eat. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to go out and do other things, like go to an exhibition or get a massage. Or yeah. a pint and play asteroids. Yeah, exactly, all the important things. But what I did when I, um, what I made sure I did was when I returned to my desk, I did so with some food, mm, you mm. see. So I'm still eating, but I'm just not doing it You're on my lunch You're just too busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It says to anyone passing, look at him. He's mm. so busy, he has to eat at his desk. Mm. They don't know you've already had an hour out farting around. Um, so you can eat. Also, no one can ask you questions when you've got your mouth full. Meetings, uh, they, they were particularly, I mean, I know you, you loathe meetings. You don't really have any gathering of more than two people. Not really, Sorry, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our approaches were very different, weren't they? I mean, mine yeah. was always never say anything. Yes, um, yes, I can see. Cause, cause, yeah, I, I, my, my view is that if, uh, if, if somebody's looking to give somebody a job or a project, yeah. they're not going to think about the guy who sits at the meeting and never says a word. <laughs> they're going to think about, you know, whoever's got suggestions and questions. Yeah, and like yeah, Mr Lively, exactly. Yeah. Well, I uh, would always recommend taking copious notes. I think it just mm-hmm. looks good. I mean, that possibly is a way to disappear. I don't know, but it looks mm-hmm. like you're disappearing in a studious way. They don't need to know you're just writing your shopping list or a poem or practising your signature. <laughs> just keep writing. Osman, talking of Osman, he was one for the diagram, wouldn't he? Oh, yes. He would write these amazing sort of graphs and uh, including his famous uh, Venn diagram you right you that found one? that one yes I found it at the end of a meeting he'd uh, drawn a, uh, a Venn diagram on a piece of paper 
<laughs> which consisted of, in one, of one circle mm. labelled Venn, <laughs> the other circle labelled Diagram. I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, what was in the middle? The overlapping section was labelled Venn Diagram. I mean, you cannot argue with the man. He was genius. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favourites. Buzzwords is a nice thing to use every now and again. Mm. I used to often point to the biscuits and say, the Internet of Things, Ooh. or... Now that's why I call a return on investment. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, just keep. Just keep. Somebody saying. will nod to that. You can be yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, obviously, meetings are a big potential flashpoint for disagreements, aren't they? Um, I used to like that to make the most of this by as soon as there was a, a minor argument, just say, "Genuine question: Who's in charge here?" <laughs> and. There'd be a confused silence in which you should lean forward and say quite crossly, challenge, option, issue, process. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> While making a chopping motion with one hand onto the palm of the other, and then I'd stand up and leave. Mm. Yeah, it worked every time. And <laughs> um, one very advanced gambit that we call the half-life opening, but that's mainly because he uses it in uh, social gatherings. Right. He's never been in an office. No. Let's hope. Mm. Um, this is a simple, what you might call a status signpost, isn't it? Um, as I say, it is advanced, so be careful with it. It's suitable whenever a new face is present in a meeting, perhaps a new starter or an external supplier. You simply walk into the meeting room, look momentarily confused and say, who's this cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly seen him do that many times in the pub. <laughs> Whereas you had a very different uh, approach to work, yes, didn't you? Yes, mine was much more about anonymity and, uh, you know, do as little as possible, volunteer for nothing, mm. if possible change your name a couple of times a year. That would always keep, keep you off lists. They say that a definition of a volunteer is someone who didn't hear the question correctly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I try to be uh, invisible. I work, try and work for big organisations where you could get lost in the shuffle. That's key, I think. A lot of these gambits are much easier to employ in large anonymous organisations. That's right. If you're working for a small company, you know, as people leave, you you start becoming more senior if Mm. you're still there. Mm. It happened Mm. to me once uh, to the point where in in this small company, uh, I I, I was asked if I would uh, consider being supervisor because I was pretty much the only person left who'd been there more than six months Uh, so I pretended to faint (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they never brought it up again Just go down on the floor. Just went down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, I mean, you may remember, uh, uh, well, we worked at a couple of the same places, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you and Osman left uh, Flextech uh, TV, I I was a little bit exposed. Uh, There was no longer um, anybody to give me jobs in the pub to do. So uh, (laughs) my work, you know, I had one job left, which I used used to eke out all day. And after about six months... Um, that one of the new managers came over and said, um, don't take this the wrong way, but um, what is it you do? <laughs> rumbled. Yeah, yeah so I was rumbled, so I tried to explain it to, uh, as best as I could. I noticed she didn't take any notes of what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. she knew. The and writing was on the wall. Yeah, and about a month later, they were doing a bit of a reorganisation and the department head came over and said, um, we're going to have a department-wide meeting, um, 
we want to explain the aims and objectives of the company, the way we're reorganising things, where you all fit in, um, and uh, yeah, so how it's all going to work going forward. Um, would you like to come and join us? Mm. Uh, I said, no, not really. <laughs> I said, it doesn't really sound like me, to be honest. Um, also, <laughs> also, it's so rare I get the office to myself. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, it so lasted much longer. How long you lasted yeah, yes. after that? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I was no longer invisible, I think, just by the fact that nobody knew what I did. Yes. Eventually, it became... I became conspicuous. Yes, yeah. yeah so, and that's what you want to avoid, isn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, well, uh, we hope those gambits help. Yeah. I mean, um, we can return to the subject in a few, because there are a lot of gambits. We haven't even touched on the overnighter, have we? No, that was another Osmond no, classic. Another time. It? His feet peering out from under the desk. Um, another time. I think it's time for us to move on to the news. 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 <laughs> Right, first up, Hamlet in shit, says it. Yeah, Hamlet are in the shit. Dunwich Hamlet, this is. Yeah. Briefly, the people who own the land that they mm. play on mm. are withdrawing their financial support. Yeah. Um, They've fallen out with the local council because they wouldn't let them build houses on the pitch. Yeah. And they've basically gone off in a strop, haven't they? They have, yeah. Um, which is a concern because, as we understand it, while there would be some income from match days... The owners aren't saying how much it is, or, or how much the costs. How are. much the so costs are. So everything's up in the air, isn't it? Um, so they are in the ship. We don't know how much yet. No. Uh, but the future is uncertain. Uh, uh, anything I'd say is go along. It's a great time. Get down there and uh, you know have a few beers, which also helps the club. Yeah, and it's a cracking day out. Uh, Saturdays, Tuesday nights. So it's just wonderful, um, and it'd be a massive loss to South London if that. Uh, was to close it would if they you know, yeah. Hamlet was to be no more get down there driverless cars well, I noticed uh, mm. everyone's talking about I think it's is it sort of Philip Hammond's sop to the Remainers who are concerned about leaving Europe it sounds like a bit of a distraction doesn't it we're not going to be in Europe but we're all going to be we're going to be the epicenter of cars with no drivers. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. Whoop de doo. Yeah. I noticed Jeremy Clarkson is dead against them, and on those grounds, I'm dead for them. I see. Yeah. Um, no, that's. I mean, that's he, a, a useful bellwether there, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He he did trial one on the M4, and uh, it nearly killed him twice. Um, so they can obviously be improved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem I have with driverless cars is that it suggests to me there's going to be more cars. That is a problem, yeah. We don't want that. No, I mean, I, I, I'm less about driverless cars than carless towns. Hmm. Isn't that what we should, we should be going for? Yeah, although I quite like the idea of being able to uh, get into a car drunk, not have to drive it, and for it to take me to a pub that would normally take me three buses to get to. Yeah, I suppose you could skin up as well, can't you? Because it's, yeah. it's quite tricky to skin up while you're driving. It is, yeah. I mean, I know Half-Life can do it, but then he can do it in one hand. One-handed, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in short, are we uh, are we for them or against them? I've forgotten. I think I probably uh, on the Clarkson factor. I'm for them. And I'll say driverless cars, Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> I like him to be electric. Do we have him electric? <laughs> that would be better. Um, other news recently this week. You may have noticed Charles Manson, the oh, celebrity yeah. sociopath. Bless him. Has yeah. passed away. Mm. 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot of sympathy uh, around, uh, but there was a lovely tweet from uh, Daft Limmy, who said, um, had the pleasure of meeting Charles Manson at a charity do once. Mm. He was surprisingly down to earth <laughs> and very funny. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, not everybody got it, and uh, some people were deeply offended. Yeah. Um, mm. Some, especially uh, across the pond, people across the pond who, who, yeah. who yeah, didn't quite get the gag. Um, and somebody did say, uh, Dear Americans, Limmy does not represent Scotland. And uh, somebody immediately replied, No, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beer and pub news. Yeah, we were distressed to hear about the demise of the Gowlet in Peckham. That was a uh, shocker. Uh, Peckham Dulwich borders. Uh, yeah, we're not really sure why it's happened, but it's definitely shut. Uh, yeah, because the Clunas and Pompey Dunk and others. They did a little bag of cans with the lads' tribute. An homage, yeah, yeah. on the steps. And um, they kept being asked, why is it shut? I said, we don't know, we're just drinking some tins yeah um, yeah so that's a shame to hear that's gone the grape and grain in Crystal Palace I also yeah. hear is gone that used to be a good camera affiliated boozer it was a, an award winner many then many bought years. by the spoons wasn't it but yeah. now I think it's I don't know I think gone. it might be about to become spoons I think it's oh okay could be wrong about that but, um, yeah uh, Sutton's Radio in Lucian High Street is finally open, opening oh, in better news yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and go along to the opening which um, just using the power of my mind I'm going to predict that I'm going to have a very good time at <laughs> superpower <laughs> uh, Dirty South Pub I did say I would pop in there I did pop in there yeah. it was closed and yet they still let me have a pint oh that's nice so it? I've got this is Dirty notes. South in Lee Lewisham yeah yeah, yeah Lee Road yeah, Lewisham, yeah. Uh, lovely manager Frank who's from Dublin yeah it's a Thai pub but he's he's uh, fought a battle to get a couple of taps for local brewers uh, so I've got high hopes for that. Very good. And lastly, the Tap Room SE8 is opening as well in Deptford right. Market Yard next week, which is Hop Stuff, another Hop Stuff Tap Room. Ah, right, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, and now over to uh, a new section, which I think we've all been waiting for, haven't we? Uh, we have a special guest with us today. A very warm welcome to Heather in Marketing. Thank you, Raider. It's nice to be here. It's taken us a while to persuade you to come on, hasn't it, Heather? Was that down to nerves mainly? or? No, I just thought it would be better if I do what I do well and you guys do whatever it is that you do. Very wise. Yeah, uh, you have exciting news, I hear. Very exciting, yeah. Tell us more. I can announce we are soon to launch the online deserter store. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us about the, the, the Thai boxing. No, I am here to announce the new online deserter store. Right. Okay. Have you stopped the boxing? The store will have a selection of great deserter t-shirts, mugs and stickers. That sounds brilliant. What, what is Thai boxing, though? Uh... It's where I smash a bloke's face up who's not paying proper attention. Oh, I see. OK. Well, um, how about you tell us about this online store, then? Yes. Uh, well, it had merch on it with witty slogans. Mm, half witty, yes. Oh, great. Just T-shirts, is it? And um, no slippers or whatnot? Just T-shirts, mugs and stickers for the minute. Oh, well, it's something. Yeah. Well, we could have had the branded slippers, folding chairs and flip-flops, but... I, I don't mean to criticise 
Heather, but I feel that's the direction we should be going in, to be honest. And we would have been if you two hadn't refused to visit the factory. What factory? The factory in East Grinstead. Huh? You said literally no one knows where East Grinstead is. Oh, well, I think you'll find that's correct. I stand by that. Well, I found it all right. I was waiting for two hours before I got your text. Oh. It's embarrassing. Sorry. Yeah, that's bad. And we might have become double booked. Yes, we had a subsequent <laughs> engagement. I know. I saw your tweets from Victoria Weatherspoons. Oh, yes. Oh, the spoon. That is wonderful, though, because you're under that balcony. But are you inside? Are you outside? It's great. And it's got an escalator. And you'll be able to see details about the new Deserter online store fairly soon at www.deserter.co.uk and via the Deserter newsletter and our social media channels. Thank you very much. Where are you, where are you going, Heather? 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 Stay here, so Heather. Heather, do the outro for us at least. Is it something we said? Let's say it now. <laughs> social media. On to social media, yeah. Well, uh, one thing that made me chuckle this time out was uh, the Streatham Rovers Centenary Kit kerfuffle. Did you see it? I did, yes. It was a bit of a stink. I don't, I don't think it's going to ruin anyone's enjoyment to say that Streatham Rovers is a fake non-league team no, I from South not. London, is it? I mean, a lot of people don't know that, but um, mm. it is. Um, and a lot of fun has been had with it. For example, one Jimmy Jazz was riffing on some less than brilliant football kit designs he'd found on the internet. Uh, Mr. Jeff submitted the one from Streatham Rovers. Mm. This centenary special from Streatham Rovers is a belter, mate, wrote <laughs> Mr. Jeff. Have, have you seen the kit? I have. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the kit hurt my eyes. The kit is a startling patchwork cacophony of colour. Hideous and beautiful at the same yes. time, isn't it? Uh, mm. It's the body's quartered, the sleeves are spotted. I think one one of the quarters is Hokusai's the Great Wave. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's a work of absolute genius. Uh, Jimmy Jazz responded, "Hope whoever is responsible for that dies a long, slow death." <laughs> at which point, Stress and Rovers joined the thread, saying, "Our centenary away kit was designed by the winner of a competition in local primary schools." <laughs> You're wishing, <laughs> wishing death on a nine-year-old. <laughs> Followed up sometime later by, we are devastated to report the nine-year-old winner of the primary school competition to design our away shirt has gone into hiding following a death threat from people <laughs> claiming to represent the Football Lads Alliance. Absolutely disgraceful. At which point, a day later, BBC London purportedly got in touch to say, hello there. <laughs> I'm a reporter from the BBC and wondered if you could tell us about the centenary, <laughs> centenary away kit and the poor nine-year-old who is getting death threats. <laughs> to which Stretton Rovers responded, we're not going to give away his location if that's what you mean. <laughs> uh, all this and so much more fun to be had on Twitter with at Stretton Rovers. Uh, sticking with football... Um there was a tweet asking about the cost of football. And, oh, yeah. You know, the cost of your, your day, because it's not just the ticket, is there? Yeah. Uh, it mounts up, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, yeah. I mean, and there was some you know, responses such as, yeah, £11 for the ticket, uh, burger, yeah. £5, mm. bag of sweets, couple of drinks, trains fare. Exactly. Um, it all mounts up. And, uh, and, and one from Kingsley Royal, that one really mounted up. <laughs> Train, £5, ticket, £25. Pre-match shots, £30. GAC, £60. Taxi to ground, £10. Beers, £10. Taxi back, £10. Post-match beers, £80. 
curry, £25. MDMA, £40. After Dark, £5. I don't know what that is. What's that After Dark? I don't know. Uh, Donna, large, £6. Taxi Home, £30. Total, £336. And he adds, is it any wonder families are being priced out of football? Uh, fantastic. Yeah. And one other thing that caught my eye, it's an old one, but um, I don't know, I came across it recently and it made me chuckle, hmm. uh, from uh, Rob Delaney. He said, the Wi-Fi at my uncle's funeral is a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another thing I noticed on social media was uh, the Russian troll army. Did you see anything about that? Oh, yes. An army of bots yeah. were being invaded. Well, you know what they say about the Russian trolls, do you? What? But inside them, it's a much smaller Russian trouble. <laughs> brilliant, it's brilliant. Um, this is a story that UK news organisations are quoting tweets created by a massive bot farm in Russia. Oof. Um, which may explain not only why Twitter is so shit, but also why the news is now also shit. Um, in all seriousness, I think it is a concern when our news agenda is being set or commented on by a foreign agent. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned. I mean, I sometimes wonder about the deserter Twitter feed, don't you? So that the possibility that we might have been. Hacked. Do you think it goes a bit weird? Because there was that picture, wasn't there, a couple of days ago? That made me wonder if we'd been hacked. There's a fake picture of us. Both wearing makeup with mullets or something. Oh, that was me. Oh, it was trying to say. Oh, our own. Our own Martin. I see. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Well, I keep getting messages asking me what time I'm open. Oh yes. Of course. Deserted Twitter. Yeah. Repeatedly claiming I'm the dirty scene at South Pub in Lee. What's that all about? Oh, sorry, that was me too. It's all about the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> really? Honestly. Yeah. The Russians pay more than you do. Oh, that's not. Oh, hey, hang on. Haven't you? You've actually had to change your uh, Twitter handle name, haven't you? Um, I have. Because of because the confusion. If you're yeah, open. If I'm open, yeah. I'm not open. Well, I am open. I am open. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'm now. Yes. Not the dirty sound pub. Or <laughs> not the pub dirty sound. Or not the pub again dirty sound. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, um, to end a heartwarming story about Taylor Swift, uh, at Gayler Swift 13 uh, posted on Twitter about Taylor. At one of her meet and greets, Taylor Swift met a young boy who complimented her on her writing. He went on to say that he also wanted to be a writer, but his friends bullied him for it. Taylor made him promise to ignore them and follow his dreams. That boy's name, William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, well, thankfully, I think that's all we have time for. <laughs> yes, thanks very much to Matt Hall, our very own Trevor Horn, for producing. And thanks to the chief in Borough for putting up with us again. And as a special treat, this episode's housekeeping message is brought to you by our Heather. Thanks, yes, guys. Thank you. You can find the Deserter website at deserter.co.uk and follow Deserter on Facebook and Twitter for half-witty comments and pictures of pints. Also, could I please ask you all to rate and review this podcast on iTunes so that more people listen to it and one day I might actually get paid. And me. Don't you get paid either? I need booze and weed. Well, that's not too bad. I don't even get that. Let's put that straight immediately. I've brought the petty cash. Hurrah! Barman! Fisto! Fisto!